Welcome to the drunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to the drunk tank. Wow, Seriously, that was it. That's the one you're gonna use. You get you get to leave both of those in. Uh, no, a, no, the, the first one was a bust. <laughs> yeah, the second one was fucking awesome. The, 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 sec, the second one at least uh, ended itself quickly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I like the anticipation that everybody had. Everybody's like, what's he going to say next? <laughs> that was a poozy. I, I love it. A poozy just hit him and then get out. I love it. That's going to be the text message on my phone. We do the drink too. That's pretty much how it went, right? Uh, so, welcome to the Drunk Tank. Hey! This is Gavino's last uh, last time here, right? It's my last party. Thank God. You're getting out of here. I'm going to have to yell at someone else now. Woo! Where'd you come up with the name Gavino? Where'd I come up with it? Yeah. Uh, it's my name with an O on the end. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Why not Gavini? Touche, sir. Touche. every ten years I'll change it to, do it to a different letter. Gavina. Yeah. I can't believe that lame-ass explanation got by Gus. What's your nickname at my house now, Gavin? Start slow. Gavi. No, uh, no, it changed, didn't it? It changed. What's it now? Gaver. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to call you Gavi the other day, and Millie informed me that that's no longer your name. <laughs> Millie likes to change it up. She, she's like nicknames. She's keeping it real. She's not going to let that O slide forever. No. So anyway. Are you looking forward to going home? Uh, you know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I could stay a bit longer, but what are you going to do? That's that British fire and passion that we're yeah. so used to. Yeah. That's about as much enthusiasm as you can ever get out of I mean, I wish, I wish I actually had enough time to finish the season. I mean, I'm going to finish the season, but it's going to be a speed machine. No, yeah, it'll get done. Yeah, we're totally gonna get it done. Yeah, you'll you'll finish it in time, Gavino. We have faith in you. I've been like cruising along <laughs> one episode a week, and then now it's like shit. Four episodes in one week. Let's do it. As soon as this podcast is over, <laughs> we're going right into it. Yeah, production. We're gonna shoot the next episode. Me and you. Okay, let's do you it. Ready? Beginning to end. It's three episodes, not four. Yeah, it's three. Yeah, we've already done one this week. Oh, I see. So you're counting the time you spent last week. Okay, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> you released one this week. I don't know that you actually did one this week. It's a metric week. This is probably fascinating. I'm enthralled. I'm I'm totally fixated. A metric week is 10 days, so. (laughs) That just makes sense, you know? 36.5 metric weeks a year. So, are you guys going to miss me when I'm gone? No, not really. I will. (laughs) I will miss you a lot. I got a lot of stuff done this summer because you were here to help. Aww. I did. I will miss Gavin. We're holding hands. When are you coming back, Gavino? I don't know. And I also know that when Gavin leaves, it means Joel is coming back to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll We'll see about that. We'll have Jack around. We can kick him a few times. Jack, yikes! <laughs> we haven't beaten that horse to death just yet. Yeah, he's a, he'll he'll be my new yelling target. <laughs> How do people like the last podcast, the uh, Jack podcast? They, they, everyone everyone loves Jack's voice. I'm a little jealous. He's, now. So, he's sexy. He's got a good voice. Yeah, he thinks he has a good voice. Not a lot of stories. <laughs> not a lot of talent to back it up. But the voice itself is all right. Yeah, yeah. He's got half of the equation. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. I was looking at uh, the upcoming release schedule for games, and I know it's going to be a big fall. But I'm a little disappointed in. Uh, like the the past couple weeks releases and this week in particular, <laughs> you're disappointed this week. Yeah, this is the last week, essentially the last week between now and Christmas that doesn't have a major title release. Okay, this is that that might be why. And like the, are, the, the big game to look forward to this week is Saw. Well, yes and no. Saw is actually a pretty good game. You and I played it at Comic Con. Yeah, and we enjoyed it. It was fun. It was kind of like con- condemned, right? No, it was it was it was it fun. was, it was, it was all right. We played right. like the first. Level, yeah, it's not gonna. I mean, I'm sure it's not gonna be the best game in the world, but we thoroughly enjoyed the level we played. Yeah, right. You know, there is a new FTC regulation that says that bloggers have to disclose when they're being paid. <laughs> for, <laughs> I, I wish we would get paid for something. Definitely we said. not, dear dear makers of saw. Please pay us. <laughs> so, please. 
So do I have to disclose that we're definitely not being paid? Yeah, we're definitely not. <laughs> I don't being think paid. you have to disclose you're not being paid. You just have to disclose if you're being paid. And that's it. Your omission of disclosure yeah. is a. Uh, and and the FTC says disclosure. that they can't they can't enforce it either. <laughs> it, <laughs> what the fuck's the there point? There are there are two other games coming out this week that you may have overlooked, and that is the South Park Xbox Live oh, yeah, Arcade South game, Park, which is a pretty good game, Tower Defense, and then Lucidity, which is the new uh, I believe it's a LucasArts game. What is it? Uh, Bernie doesn't like it. It's like a platformer. I don't like the name. A platformer? I don't like it. Where no. you, you like control, you move the environment. No. It's like a girl's constantly walking, and then you're like moving blocks and stuff so that she can get where she needs to go. Go, go, go to your bedroom? <laughs> yeah, where you can get her to the bedroom. Hmm. And then you have to, you have to like, uh, you have to move the rohypnol and just... <laughs> God. Dear Lord. <laughs> so this South Park game, is, does it look like the show? Or is it all 3D and stuff? No, it doesn't have the South Park guys in it. Oh. It doesn't look anything like the show. It's got the Simpsons characters, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Of course it looks like a show. <laughs> God damn, dude. Are you gonna st- We're two minutes into the podcast and you're already stupid. No, because I remember I played South Park on the N64 and it was all 3D. Yeah, well, this isn't 1992. Okay, <laughs> we've got graphics now. They're going the way subversive. It is. It's going to be branded South Park. I just but it thought that nothing it... to do with it whatsoever. No, I just. I hope you like Family. It... If you like Family Guy, you'll love the South Park game <laughs> because it's an arcade game. I thought it might be like you know two D and side scrolling and stuff. I'm just gonna... wondering. Sorry for asking a question about a fucking game, Jeff. It's God, it's a tower defense game, Gavino. They're actually planning on doing an episode of South Park where the kids play the game and hate it, and encourage people not to buy it. That's how subversive they're going to go with this. <laughs> No, you're always insightful and valuable. You're, you're, you're going to miss this, aren't you, Gavino? Who's going uh, to yell at you when you go back home? My cat. Just Gus, and cat. I can, uh, Gus and I can pre-record some stuff, and then whenever you get lonely, you can just open up iTunes and hit insult number 37. Okay, yeah. somebody just ruined a red versus blue joke. That, that's, a, that's a joke. <laughs> Is it? You just you, ruined, you ruined, just ruined a red versus blue joke. It's coming up in an upcoming episode. Oh, oh well. I haven't read the rest of the season. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's, in a, it's in a script with you. Oh, really? <laughs> Sarge says that to Griff, so... Did he say number 37? No. <laughs> so Tower Defense Tower Defense is a uh, is a genre? I guess so. It seems like it became really popular. Because yeah. when you said Tower Defense, I thought Tower Defense was a title of like some Flash game, and that they had purchased it and rebranded it as South Park. But I looked up Tower Defense on Wikipedia, and it's a subgenre of real-time strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Tower Defense means. Yeah, what what? Is, you, so you said it. What does it mean? What know. is Tower Defense? It's like, a, it's like that... I'm going to hit you. What, because I don't know what tower defense means? I said I didn't know either. You didn't hit me too? Yeah, yeah you're, you're going to take on the whole room, Gus. You're my, we're ready. <laughs> you signed my paycheck. Couch versus chairs. <laughs> so what is tower defense? You know what tower defense is? It's yeah. like those flash games that were really popular for a while where you set up like a series of turrets and defenses to defend like an area while like an onslaught of enemies comes and you just have automated turrets that are always shooting. And then you can upgrade your turrets and stuff. And I'm going to let you know a secret. I don't play flash games. I think I played the Yeti sports game. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure you played Tower Defense. Everybody I'm pretty sure played I didn't Tower play Defense. Tower Defense. Every, the closest thing you're talking about to what I've ever played is a game called Field Runners, which is on the iPhone. I don't and know, I- dude. We played that game heavily in the office, back in the old office. There was a flash thing I did. I don't know if you call it a game, because you didn't do anything in it, but do you remember the zombie apocalypse simulator? Yes, I do remember that. Where you had a city, and everybody was purple dots, mm-hmm. and it would be one green dot, and they had like behavior for the... I guess the flock, for lack of a better term. And you could watch this, the infection spread throughout the entire city. That's cool. Or it, it was possible they could stop it and kill all the zombies. Hmm. It was awesome. You, you also play a little bit of Left 4K Dead. What? Left, oh, yeah, yeah, Left yeah. 4K Dead? Well, Left 4 Dead in 4K? Yeah, you showed that to me, Oh, actually. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool because it was a game made in 4K. Do, yeah. Do you know what we're talking about, Gav? Nope. It's a Flash game someone made, 
and they like tried to recreate Left 4 Dead, but to, in only four kilobytes, using only four kilobytes of data. <laughs> How did that turn out? <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly fun. Yes, surprisingly it's, good. Yeah, it's like a it's like a top down. It's like a bunch of pixels and lines running around and shooting, but it it's okay. Huh. You'll play it for a bit before you get tired of it. Hey, speaking of games, what is the iPhone game that you guys are fucking obsessed with? The game that's with? taken the world by storm. Doodle Jump! I went to lunch with you guys, with you three yesterday, and the entire lunch, all three of you sat in front of your iPhones I know. It's, it's so playing that game. I, there's nothing worse than someone who can't sit still for like ten seconds without whipping out their iPhone and playing some game. It's the most annoying thing, because everyone I know has an iPhone. It's like, you, you never see anyone just sitting still doing nothing anymore. It's always like... But I have totally become one of those assholes who whips out Doodle Jump on my iPod Touch <laughs> every time I've got a spare moment. Doodle Jump's awesome. It's a it's like a game where it's you're a like a little to- octopus, <laughs> and you like jump on platforms. Yeah, I saw, I saw an octopus. I'm explaining to people who are listening. Oh, okay, cool. it's like a, you have like. A, <laughs> well, you're looking at me. I thought you were explaining it to me. You I, just <laughs> said to mine, and you're like, "Hey, I know all of us. <laughs> who the hell are you talking to?" <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, you jump up platforms to try to go as high as you can. Your, your and you can constantly shoot. constantly jumping, and, you right. just have to, and stuff's moving. It's awesome. And it's also, it's the best game, and it's also a fucking bullshit game, and it's stupid. Okay, good. What's your high score, Gus? Uh, my high score is only like 27,000. What's your high score, Gavin? <laughs> my high score is 56,096. What's your high score, Bernie? 56,270. <laughs> the, <thing is, laughs> the thing is, when we went to Seattle, me and Bernie were like passing back the iPhone, trying to outdo each other. And then Bernie eventually topped out at 56,200 and whatever. And I was like, fuck, I'm never going to beat that. The other day, while I was doing a poo, I was playing... Doodle, sorry for poo reference. I was playing Doodle Jump. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I just love the look on Gus's face. <laughs> <laughs> right, go ahead. Just you're, you're playing Doodle Jump. So I, I, was, I was playing Doodle Jump. And I was playing away. I was getting really high. I was like, oh shit, this is awesome. I took one little glance at the score, and I saw that I was on 52,000. And I was like, Jesus, I could overtake Bernie. And as soon as I looked at the, store, the, the score, my hand started shaking like crazy, because I was getting, I was like, oh, no. And because it's all based on the tilt of the iPod or iPhone, I just, it just went to hell. <laughs> so I just complained. I was just shaking so much. I was like, oh, oh. And it gets to the point where every single platform is moving as well. And I lost it from there. And I, I died 200 points below Bernie's score. So you literally, had had you made one more platform, you yeah. would have topped his score. Exactly. And you fucking blew it. I blew it. You, grace under pressure. Congratulations. Yeah. I just want to say, in defense of my low uh, doodle jump score, I just started playing at lunch yesterday. Yep, that's right. So I'm, uh, I'm, I got the learning curve going. I'm, I'm going right? to ad- overtake them. Are you addicted to it? Yeah, it's fun. Is it replaced flight control for you? I haven't played flight control in a while. Even, 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 yeah, even when that new map came out, I didn't play that very much. Oh, I didn't know there was new a new map. map. Yeah, <laughs> and the new map introduced um, like something interesting. Like they changed the gameplay a little bit. In that new map, sometimes planes appear that you have no control over their flight path. Like they really? come in and they have their own flight path to land. You cannot change that flight path, and you have to alter all of your flight paths around it. That sounds kind of awesome. Terrorists. Have they retrofitted that to the other maps, or is it only like no? That it's, other oh, map? it's only on that one map. Oh, yeah. It's a bore. It's it's horrible. That game is terrible. The yeah. complaint you had about that game, is that Doodle Jump, suffers from the exact same thing. I agree. So, no, it's all the iPhone games suffer from what you're talking about, which is that goes back to the old school games like Pac-Man and Galaga, where you get kind of used to nowadays where you have checkpoints and you can save, you know, or you unlock levels and you can play the harder levels, whereas games that used to be in the past that you just started at level one and you went as far as you could, and the next time you played, you started at level one and you went as far as you could, and it's kind of rough to go back to that with Doodle Jump because the first five to ten minutes of every game 
you're getting past levels you know you can get past. That's what it's all about. It's endurance. I know, yeah. but it is there is an endurance, you know, portion to the event. Dude, endurance is a waste of time. Yeah, but they shouldn't start <laughs> you at fifty thousand points and doodle jump every time. You gotta you gotta build up to that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I get. I don't know. Just because you guys suck at it doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> it but if, but boring, if you to, yeah, but if you get to like six, like say your high score is one hundred and eighty thousand, you know, it, it's. Do you want to go through the first fifty thousand? I mean, is that is that relevant at that point in time? Have, have, have you have you looked point. at the leaderboards for that game? Yes, I think the highest like one point three million. Yeah, now. that's it. That's bullshit. Our buddy John <laughs> or JB, he estimated that that person played that game of Doodle Jump for ninety minutes to get that. Score. Holy <laughs> wow. shit! Because his high score is in the ninety thousands, like he has ninety five thousand or something like that, and uh, he said that took him about ten to fifteen minutes. That is, but I bet that guy put his iPhone into like a robotic arm and had some weird computer tilting the iPhone. There's no way you're you can right. Play that he game probably for 90 did. Minutes. That's that's it's probably exactly what happened. Hey, minutes, it's, I no. bet he invented a robotic doodle jump playing arm specifically to get the highest score in the world. You Whoa. know what, Gavin? I'm gonna, Whoa, I'm sorry, gonna go guys. with you on this because they say the simplest solution is always the right answer, right? That's right. And that makes total sense. Why like, would, that's what they would do. Why wouldn't it be a robotic wow. video game playing arm? Man. You're going to be embarrassed when Gavin turns out to be right. You're going to be very embarrassed. It's the Terminator. They're going to fucking attack us with doodle jump iPhones. I mean, you saw the video of that robot flicking those balls around. (laughs) Did that excite you? Yeah. Speaking of... uh, One robot, two balls. Speaking speaking of high scores, Finch Lynch uh, just this morning was telling me he saw some guy in ODST in Firefight on the big map that has the wraiths and the... Warthog and the Choppers. Yes. Some guy single-handedly by himself played a single, like a one-person game of Firefight on Legendary and got like 1.7 million points and Fucking stacked up 24 hell. Choppers. What did he do? I just like, I guess he just used Choppers and as soon as one died, he just hopped in the next one and he had like just an assload of Choppers. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine that. Jesus. That's fucking retarded. But what, uh, how long would that game last? Uh, Finch told me, and I don't remember how long it lasted, but it was hours. It was like seven hours or something like that. Wow. I know I'm going to misquote that, but... Yeah, that's fucking nuts, right? That's insane. That's nuts, because the thing about Firefight is that it's exactly the same difficulty whether you have one person or whether yeah. you have four. So Maybe he had to single-handedly fight off yeah. like four people's worth of Like a covenant. billion chieftains. Yeah. Like a billion. A billion. <laughs> well, if you've got a wide-open map, it's a lot easier and you're on a chopper. True. You know? That chopper helps a lot. But uh, maybe we can find the file share, or... The Bungie report. Jeff and I just did a, a little video about getting a wraith in Firefight. Oh yeah, we found out you can uh, you can. I guess glitch isn't the right word, but if you go through a series of events, you can actually get in a wraith in Firefight. Yeah, I, I guess you could say it's a glitch, but in Bungie.net, they've they've put in the functionality to kill with a wraith. So I guess it's not a glitch. It's just if you know how to do it, you can do it. Yeah, well, put the video. in the functionality kill with a wraith. What does that mean? Like, in the you know, yeah, if you check your stats for a game on Bungie.net, you can see all the weapons you use and the most used weapons, and Wraith and Wraith Turret are both in there. Oh, okay. So well, I'm sure I'm sure every weapon is in there. I'm sure Battle Rifle is in there, even though ODST doesn't have Battle Rifles, you know? I mean, it's yeah, maybe. it's part of an, you know, a much larger engine. I guess so. so. I guess you're right. Speaking My whole problem with that is, I can't imagine a vehicle that I am less effective with than a Wraith. I don't think I've ever been in a wraith for more than five seconds before someone's killed me. I don't know. Wraith's pretty fucking powerful. The yeah, only problem it's with absolute machine. Yeah, it is. The only problem with the wraith is that the uh, it's like a phantom magnet, and when the phantoms come, I swear they stick around longer if there's a wraith there and yeah, they just pepper it's, you forever. It's a good tactic if you've got three other people running around the map, but if it's just you, the phantoms are just going. Yeah, because all, all the attention me. is drawn to you and your wraith. Yeah, we yeah. were not able to get anywhere near our, our high score <laughs> using that wraith. They were actually pretty low scoring games, but it was fun to do. You know, speaking of. Uh, ODST firefight videos, we have a, a firefight video. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we would try to do a, a firefight video podcast and played for God knows how many hours. We played for a couple hours, and you whittled it down to, like, the... the <laughs> I guess the word best doesn't apply, but <laughs> you whittled that down to nine minutes or so? Yeah, I got, like... Ten minutes? Ten funny minutes out of four hours of <laughs> pain. It was basically us trying to get to the Chieftain round in Legendary. Yeah, and we never... And in the end, we no, just, like... get past the Chieftain round. We got oh, yeah. to the Chieftain round several times. Man, Chieftains. Yeah, I'll have to... So I'll, I'll upload that and put that in the link dump, but we, uh, we eventually had to... Tone it down to heroic to get through it. I love the fact that all four of us freak out every time a chieftain comes near us. Andrew Pannon, he's just like, what, chieftain? Plasma pistol and then pistol. Like yeah, it's nothing. Dude. I saw that. That's fucking ridiculous. Of all the game types in Halo, now I think Firefight I'm worst at. Really? Yeah. I thought I thought co-op would be good, but I just... I don't think I'm good at co-op games. Your problem is, is that you don't ever do combos. You get the most kills every game, but you get the shittiest score because you just don't string them together. That's what you got to do in Firefight. Uh, you know, kill I, stuff quickly. I'm just, I'm not trying to go for points. I'm just trying to last as long as we possibly can. I'm just trying to kill all the enemies. I'm not trying to like do it with flair or style. <laughs> I also usually have the least deaths too. But Left 4 Dead, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a good partner in Left 4 Dead. <laughs> no. Like whenever I play with Joel or anybody or Finch, anybody who's ever played Left 4 Dead with me can probably attest to the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm a bad player. It's like fuck you guys. I'm out of here. You're, uh, you're angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I generally try to be a manager, which doesn't work too well in a co-op gaming environment. Some of that comes through in this uh five, Yeah, yeah, I think you see a little bit of it video. in that video. Where the fuck Just are you guys, bit. I think is my big quote. <laughs> yeah, you you had ran all the way to the other end of the map. I'm not running to the other end of the map for fucking exercise. I'm running because there's three chieftains on me, and you guys, are <laughs> killing, you guys are killing grunts up by the room going, wee, and I'm going, I'm getting chased by chieftains. I'm getting chased by chieftains. I can't run through the chieftains the, to get The great back thing to is you see us... Like kill like seven brutes on our side. I get through them and they start running to try to help Bernie, but he's running away from me. So there's no way I can catch up. <laughs> it's like I'm running and you're running. I'm never going to catch up to you. Well, we're going in a circle, so eventually I'm going to come back around. <laughs> I mean, you should run away. I should have been running counterclockwise yeah. around the map. Oh, <laughs> so it, stupid! It is a fucking Halo map. I'm not going to run to the next town, you know, <laughs> and set up shop. <laughs> Uh, but the moral of the story is, if uh, anything's happened to Bernie, drop everything you're doing, leave all leave all the brutes, let him chase you. What was it, Joel <laughs> said? There's no shorter amount of time than the time which Bernie is jumped on by a hunter, and in which he immediately starts yelling at everybody else <laughs> to come help him. Man, I, I was playing with someone like that in Left 4 Dead last night. He was like, the second he got touched by a zombie, he was screaming for help, and I was like, come on, just quit being a bitch. We have our own... Sh- I, I, I see the hunters on you. There's like two other people got you know caught by smokers. I'm trying to help them first. I'll get to you when your time comes up. Fucking, <laughs> fucking pull the number, dude. You're in the hopper, buddy. It's first jumped, first serve <laughs> around here. So, uh, were you playing Crash Course last night? Yeah. What do you think about it? It's fun. I wish it was more levels. I, I don't like. Yeah, it. it's, it's only a little two. short, right? Yeah. But uh, but it is a lot of fun. I didn't realize that it was only two small chapters. Like, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a whole campaign. Oh, really? Yeah, it's two. chapters. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, but they're, they're I think. Well, I was gonna say they're longer than Plus, a normal. It chapter, seems but... like there's not as much variety in uh, object placement to me. It seems like I always find ammo at certain spots. And the witch is always at the end of that fucking container. Yeah. Don't you always feel that way, though? No, but normally there's a lot more variety. I feel like there's less options. Like, there are definitely some places where ammo always is. And I never felt like that with previous maps. They uh, Ammo, definitely. Ammo, definitely. Ammo yeah. piles are always in the same place. Like, oh, really? There's always one of the subway cars on yeah. that one table. Hmm. Like, somebody set up a little table next to a crash subway car. The thing, the thing yeah. about Crash Course that is kind of cool that makes it different is that 
it's it's like a lot more intense. Like those two chapters are a lot more intense than a normal or one of the previous. How, how are they more intense? Well, they immediately start you off with tier two weapons that are like at your disposal almost immediately. Okay. And like intense. you get you get more special infected faster in the game. Like I literally started Andrew Pant and I the first game we played. Uh, we had a tank. We spawned with a tank. Like we started the map and there was a tank immediately. Really? Yeah. Like cutscene ends and there's a tank. Pretty much. Yeah. That's like you go cool. about ten feet and you so get a tank. So there's no real so, build up anymore because everyone's. Yeah, because because they're so short. I guess they just wanted to make it action packed. So you're constantly That's fighting okay. special infected, and so it may be just two chapters, but those two chapters are pretty intense. It seems like there's a lot more objects for tanks to throw around too. Fuck, dude! Like when the tank comes up, like they don't chase you and try to hit you anymore. Like they are fucking knocking all, all the environment at you. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Well, there's achievements in this one associated with being a tank and hitting cars at people. Yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta uh, hit twenty, or, kill twenty people with cars. I didn't realize that until like after I had played a couple times and. I was like, oh well, I've got a bunch of those already. Yeah, it's cumulative. Though, yeah, so which is good. Just, but I, I have, I've played it. I don't know, ten or fifteen times for achievement videos, and I have yet to become a tank. So, speaking of achievements, yeah, it's rough, dude. Yeah, I have big news. What's that? I finally thousand pointed a game. No, you didn't. Whoa, which one? Halo Three. <laughs> hey, that's not 100%. 100%. I didn't say hundred percent. I said thousand points. So, so have you done some DLC? Yeah, I, got, I, so I, it doesn't, I, I it doesn't I was, even count. I was playing a, a DLC map. I was playing like a legendary map the other day, and I got like uh, a double double. It gave me twenty five points, which finally gave me a thousand ten <laughs> points in Halo Three. You only now just got two double kills. <laughs> so how do you feel? I feel like I said when Halo Three came out that it would be the first game I thousand pointed, and I was afraid that maybe Fallout Three would overtake it or another game. And I'm glad Halo Three was still my first thousand. You don't point have game. a thousand points in Fallout Three? No, and I, th- I do not have a thousand points in any game. Wow, how close are you in Fallout? Uh, I don't know, seven hundred. So, eight hundred. That's that's got to be the worst achievement to time management in the history of video games. <laughs> Quite possibly. You played that game like probably two hundred hours. <laughs> I don't know how you don't. Well, have... remember also like the game fucked up for me, and I missed a bunch of like plot related achievements. Because you can, you I like circumvented it. No, because GNR Plaza is blown up. Uh, like those people are all dead. I can't go back there. Oh right, because you went somewhere early. Yeah, like I skipped all that yeah. stuff. Well, no. I, but I skipped it all and I got it too. Like you're talking about the like, you t- are you talking about the radio yeah. achievements? You can go back and get them. You can. Yeah. I tried going back once. You can and go I back couldn't. to see Short Dog or whatever his name was. So I have I have a question. Three dog. Three dog. I have a question I like to ask Bernie now. Do you reckon it's less impressive to get a thousand points using new achievements? than it is to get the original 1,000 points now that... Like, say the DLC is out in both situations, but if you've done what Gus has done and used some DLC to get 1,000 points, is that less impressive than getting just the original 1,000 points? Absolutely. Gavin, I want you to listen to me, because I'm going to explain this to you for the last fucking time, okay? <laughs> this, this is it. This is it. This is the definitive guide is, to how I feel this about this stuff. going to answer my question, though, I it? don't give a shit about the points at all. The points don't matter. All that matters to me is completing it 100%. Right, right. but... If I said to you, I've got a thousand points in Halo 3, would it matter to you whether I'd used DLC or just got the original? Yes, because you don't have a hundred percent. I don't know why you can't figure that out. Why are you stuck on the thousand thousand points? A thousand is not a hundred percent anymore. If the total is 1750, what's a hundred percent of 1750? Quick. 1750. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it matters if you've 1750 the game. I wish we had a thousand points is just, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a flag. That no longer matters. In fact, in the dashboard, there's now a thing that says how many completed games that you have. That's all I pay attention to, basically, yep. is how many completed games I have. Saw so a dude the other day on some site. He has like eighty nine completed games. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, it was crazy. Wait, so you can see other people's completed games? I was going to point that out, but no, you can't see other people's completed games, which I think is a major shortcoming of well, the dashboard. Funny, has, I agree. Has, I he, have... has that dude who completed eighty nine games? Has he ever completed talking to a girl? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> has he unlocked that achievement yet? 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she was at your D and D night or whatever. The fuck. <laughs> hey, we're, we're playing D and D tonight. Yeah, we are. Oh, you are. And there's girls there. Hey, yeah, in your, yeah. So in your face. Do you guys want to disclose anything about? Uh, yeah, who, who's playing the girl? Who has the girl character? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything you guys want to disclose about D and D for your FTC regulations? Of, <laughs> no. I, I'm actually hoping some of that comes out. I think the, I think D and D's paying some people to I, blog. I, I think you might be. Right. I think you are correct. And I hope it comes out. I wonder if it's going to have to be retroactive. I don't know. Or, or if, like, say, you have your sixth blog entry coming up. And you've already done five. Are you, well, we already have started this program, so we don't have to disclose this one. No, you probably have to disclose anything that gets new. Like, you wouldn't have to go back and disclose those five, but you'd have to disclose the sixth. Do you know what's interesting to me about that? Is that the FTC is now ruling on media on the Internet. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, the ESRB, which is the governing body of rating video games, that's not a government agency. That is a private agency that's kind of like a conglomerate of the video game companies themselves. Mm-hmm. And They're, they take it much more seriously as a result. Right. They regulate themselves so that the government won't do it. Which is very, very, very smart. Right. That's also what the MPAA is, you know? The, the, the Motion Picture Association of America is not a government agency. They just do it so that, hey, look what we're doing, government. You don't need to kind of step in and regulate us. Right. Which I, I, I think is smart. You know, Left 4 Dead 2 has been ba- banned now in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say that. Uh, did they clear up that ratings thing yet? I, I, no. don't, I don't think they've cleared it up yet. And their thing was that the Australian board, I don't know what it's called, but they said this game is unrateable, which now means it can't be sold in retail stores in Australia. How is it unrateable? It, it, because it features, uh, I'll look it up, but something like it features infected human beings being killed by the players in ridiculous ways. But or, didn't you know. Left 4 Dead have that, and didn't they sell that in Australia? I don't know. I, I, wonder, I wonder what changed. I don't know. Maybe so Left 4 Dead 2 is that much more intense. There's two black main characters. <laughs> <laughs> if it's racist. Not, if it's private and not government-ruled, why does every game... Can a game developer decide they don't want to put their game through that? Because it's... Is it... Do they no, have they to can, do it? They cannot sell in retail stores now because they can't be rated. They have to have the rating to sell. We actually had to redo our packaging for Red vs. Blue DVDs in both New Zealand and in Australia. And so I think they share some similar, you know, ratings so, operations. Yeah, I know when we went down to New Zealand, when I went to Auckland without you, um, I was selling DVDs there. And we had to get the DVDs, like, I guess, rated by the New Zealand Film Board. Mm-hmm. And I had a roll of stickers that I had to put on all the DVDs I sold that said what the rating. What's our rating? Was. It was like 17 with a yellow octagon. It's awesome. So, <laughs> so say there was a retailer and a game developer who got together and said, we don't need to go through the ESRB because it's not government. Could they do that? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think so. That's um. There's kind of a similar thing in comic books. There's this thing called the Comics Code, which was created uh, because the government started cracking down on comic books for being uh, like too adult. This is like in the 40s and the 50s. And so all the comic book companies got together and created this thing called the Comics Code, and they all voluntarily put it on the comics. Once again, a private industry yeah, regulation. Yeah, private industry. And, and uh, it's... Oh, that was it was there my entire childhood, the entire time I collected comic books. I can't believe books. that works. But it, uh, it's gone now. Like, oh. uh, a lot of people just dropped it. Marvel was the last company to still use it. Well, I think like Archie Comics probably, but nobody gives a shit about that. Marvel was the ma- last major comic to, to put it yeah. on their comics, and they, they took it off a couple of years ago. Like, speaking of self-regulating, I think, you know, even with movie ratings, I think theaters don't have to enforce those, right? Like, it, they, they, they choose to enforce it, but they don't, they're not legally obliged to. Like, if you're... 14 and you buy a ticket to a rated R movie, there's no repercussions for that. Is hmm. that true? I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure that's I true. I didn't know that either. I'll, I saw, I'll have I, to investigate that then. Sure. I, I saw I, a sign on a convenience store the other day that said if it was a warning saying if you're a minor and you come in and misrepresent your age for tobacco sales, 
that the store reserves the right to prosecute you and to sue you and your any adult, adults who help you, including parents. Smart. Yeah, it was pretty, I thought that was pretty interesting. Here's why it was refused classification. This is according to Kotaku. This is Left 4 Dead, right? Yes, Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, the game contains violence that is high in impact and is therefore unsuitable for persons aged 18 – excuse me, under 18 to play. It notes that this violence is, quote, inflicted upon the infected who are living humans infected with a rabies-like virus that causes them to act violently. Also, the report singles out the use of melee weapons as those that inflict the most damage and cause the cause copious amounts of blood spray and splatter, decapitations, and limb dismemberment, or even cause intestines to spill from the wounds. I think that's probably the big thing. So it's the melee weapons that did them in. Yeah. So they're saying that they don't want people even over the, 80, the age of 18 to play that. No. Guess so. Yeah, well, they they just they can't get it through retail stores, so it's what are they going to do? What region is uh, Australia? I don't know. For encoding um, region, they're the same region as like Japan. I, so I think it's region two. two. Yeah. yeah, that's weird stuff. You know, we don't region encode any of our DVDs, um, even though like they have ratings on them for Australia or when we sell them in the UK, they're all just free region. They're, they're NTSC typically, uh, but yeah, it, it just seems weird that you would region encode your DVDs and screw up the markets and, you know, someone could get a hold of a DVD and they couldn't play it. Yeah, that's fucked up. I hate that. Um, but you mentioned retailers in Australia, video game retailers. I read that the PSP Go is not being carried by EB Games in Australia. Why? Because it's hardware. And you know, game stores don't make money on hardware. Typically they make it uh, selling, yeah. you know, selling other stuff, selling accessories or games or whatever. Or used games in their case. Um... And the PSP Go ha- all, gets all of its games through download. Sure, right. So EB Games figured they couldn't make any money on it, so they're just not stocking it in Australia. You know, I mean, in a way that makes sense, right? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't sell, I wouldn't necessarily sell Steam gift cards, you know, in my retail shop. I mean, if nothing else, it's it's a it's the beginning of the end for retail stores, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, once you start having devices where you're delivering <laughs> directly to the platform. That's the future. Everybody knows that, you know? I mean, I love the games on demand feature on Xbox 360 now, where you can just, you know, it's tempting sometimes to say, wow, I can not have a disc. I, I want to go back and replay Bioshock. And it's like, well, for 19 bucks, I can just have it on my Xbox at any point in time and not put the disc in. As opposed to trying like trying to track down your disc that you haven't seen in two years and then installing it and that whole thing. Yeah, and then it's yeah. a convenience thing, too. I can just swap back and forth whenever I want to. You know, 19 bucks is a little steep for that for a game I already own, but if I didn't own the game, it'd be a no-brainer. It's- if Dan hadn't stole my copy of Mass Effect, uh, maybe I wouldn't be thinking about buying a download version of but it. But that, that kind of thing would really help out with that Guitar Hero Van Halen situation, right? Where the retailers just don't want it because it's oversaturated. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So they may as well just say, well, download it then. Yeah. Probably tell people what you're talking about, too. Yeah, tell people yeah, what tell, you're talking about. Tell us what you're talking about, Gav. Oh, did you not talk about that last week? I thought you did. I don't believe we did. Nope. Oh, okay, no. my bad. Well, Jeff, you tell me about it, because you told me about it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the story. I'm half tempted to kick you out right now. GameStop right went... <laughs> right, GameStop... right, kick you out of the country. I didn't realize my, my last podcast would be a half-cast. GameStop <laughs> went to a Van Halen concert. <laughs> <laughs> and they were very unimpressed, and now they no longer sell Van Halen. And what it was was that Van, some retailers said that they weren't going to sell the Van Halen version of Rock Band? Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero. Of Guitar Hero because they were just too oversaturated, and there's, there was too many titles in the market. And so then Guitar Hero had to start giving away 
copies of Van Halen? That's as I understand it. I was yeah, so they, well, they were giving it away with pre-orders of Guitar Hero Five, I think. Okay, I don't know that it's not going to come out in stores. I just I, I heard that somebody told us that. I, I find it preposterous that well, they think that market's oversaturated. It seems like that market or that market does generate a lot of money. It seems like there's always lots of sales with those games. Isn't it like the third highest selling genre? Yeah, or something like that. Seems fishy to me. Yeah, my PS3 uh, experiment is over. Oh, is, as, is, of, as is, of as of yesterday, as of Monday. And so I played some Beatles Rock Band because that's what I've really been waiting to play. How is it? I think it's great. I mean, really? I think it's I think it's awesome. I I have a problem where, um, I don't know if I calibrated my first Guitar Hero, which was Guitar Hero Two. I don't know if I calibrated that wrong. I don't know if I can because it was wired, but it seems like Rock Band the timing is different on when you strum. On Guitar Hero, I thought it was always like right before it hits, you know, as it's hitting, and and Rock Band seems to be like as it's leaving. You probably had bad calibration. But that, that's my new video, one or my old one? On your old one. My old one was wired, though. No, but that's so. no, it, that doesn't matter. It's the TV and your sound system that it's oh, calibrated right. for. Yeah. yeah, I probably had bad calibration. Yeah. So yeah. this is the first uh, like music game, music genre game you've played since Guitar Hero 2. Is that right? Yeah. I, I didn't, it didn't affect me in any way. Yeah. I remember you getting about halfway through Guitar Hero 2, like when we all got bit by the bug, and then you were like, no, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> that's <just> enough. <laughs> yeah. And I even bought Rock Band, and then just brought it to the office because I thought it was neat, and I played the drums, I think, twice. At my house, I was like, "Yeah, that's enough. That's what, that's work." <laughs> Super looking forward to Lego Rock Band so that I can introduce my kiddos to, you know, playing instruments and things like. Are that. Are you going to pick up the wireless mics? You said the wireless mics work in in that, right? I've got it. Great, it's cool, man. How, how do you, like? I haven't set mine up yet. I have the wire. I have all that shit, but you know, because of my house, I haven't set it up. Yep. Do, do they just sync up and work? Because before they just worked in that one title. Oh no, they're they're fine. Okay, great. I, I understand they even have a patch now that makes them work for Rock Band Two. Oh, awesome. I think. So there was one major title, and I think it was Rock Band 2, that they weren't working with for a long time, and they finally put out the patch for it. But it worked right out of the box with Beatles. Great. I look forward to doing that one day. Yeah. And it, I, I assume they work. It gave me an A or a 96% on one song that I sang. So maybe it doesn't work as well as it should <laughs> because I should not be scoring 96% on singing. Were you playing on the super, super easy setting? No, that's that, that's only available in LEGO Rock Band, the very easy setting mm. or whatever that's well, called. Well, singing. I, I think in Beatles Rock Band, there's a no-fail option, though. Oh. I think there is, yeah. Well, that right. wouldn't give me 96%. Yeah. That would just make me not fail. Yeah, but uh, but you you said, like, in Lego Rock Band, there's, uh, like, a super easy setting, right? Yeah, it's like, so the kids only have to hit, like, red or yellow, and there's only one that's on the screen at a time. Uh, yeah, I think we saw that. At, you and I played it at Comic-Con, right? Yep, we did. Yeah. And then it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I think my kids are going to like it a lot. Well, at least I hope so. Pick that up for Millie and see if she wants to be a singer when, someday. When does that come out? Uh, gosh, I think November 17th, I want to mm. say, but I'll look it up and give you a better date than that. Per FTC regulation, I'm required to say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 I'm kidding. So much stuff coming out over the next two months. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, I'm looking you know, forward to it. Modern Warfare 2 is just like, I mean, you can just see it growing. Oh, yeah. It, it gathering the same. Uh, uh, November 10th is when Rock Band Lego comes out. What? That's the same day as Modern Warfare. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Which yeah. one am I going to get? It's only 50 bucks though, so if you're short $10... You can get it on either the Wii, the PlayStation 3, the 360, or the DS, all in the same day. The crazy thing to me is Left 4 Dead 2 and Assassin's Creed 2 come out on the same day. I can't wait for Assassin's Creed 2. Hmm. Fucking love that game. Yeah. Great. Well, they're I, both. I'm super looking forward to both of them. They're both fucking fantastic games. Now until the end of the year, it's just Left 4 Dead 2 for me. Really? That's, yeah, nope. absolutely. Love that game. Nope. Yeah. I love that game. It's an original game, you know? I mean, there's not, you know, there's not many games that come out. I, I haven't played a game like Left 4 Dead, even though it's a shooter... It's so unique in the way they set it up. It's it's really refreshing after all these years to have something that feels new to play. And I remember when I first saw it, I saw it at PAX, 
I think a year and a half ago, two years ago. Left 4 Dead 1, you mean? Yeah, Left 4 Dead yeah, 1. I was ago. like, I'm not going to play that game. You know, you could you could see people through walls and stuff. I was, your the, brother was constantly talking to us about it, because your brother is like, obsessed with zombies like us, and he was constantly yes. sending us news and stuff about it, and uh, we were both like, this looks dumb. <laughs> yeah, know. it's like fast zombies. I, yeah, I, that was a big thing. And there's like special zombies. There's no special zombies. And it's retarded. you played it, and the first time you played it, you hated it, Bernie. Did I really? Yeah. I remember that. We yeah. had a demo in the office, yeah. It's because uh, you, got, you stepped out of the safe room, started playing, and a horde came right away. And you're like, oh, this is stupid. I can't see anything. I can't <laughs> right. even move. Yeah. Right. And about 20 minutes later, you were like, Jeff, come here. <laughs> Jeff, come here. Look at this, this is the best game Look at this made. one. <laughs> Look at the one with the hoodie on. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> it totally makes sense. I get it now. And, uh, you know, playing with the melee weapons is awesome because we've had a chance to do that. And yeah. probably, you know, they talked about the in the Australia report, they talked about how, you know, guts spill out and how you can take off people's arms and things like that. Like, even the pipe bombs are different now. When you throw a pipe bomb out there... Instead of them all gathering around it, and there's a big red mist, now all the bodies go flying. Like, oh, right. Nice. Yeah, they fly up in the air, and they all, like... Wow, that's cool. Huge, huge explosion of bodies. So well, even they, if you have, like, 30 zombies around one? I Well, I don't know if it does every single one of them, but, yeah, it's, cool, it's not just the red mist anymore. <laughs> They've definitely stepped things up. And we heard recently, Gabe Newell said, that they've had 300% more pre-orders than they did for the original Left 4 Dead. Yeah, and that they're spending... And, and this is Gus's story. <laughs> I, I tried to tell Gus about this yesterday. Okay, afternoon. I want to... I no, no, let me tell you something. Okay. Wow. Because I'm, I'm a little upset now because I just thought about something else. Earlier in this podcast, Jeff complained that we just sat there with our iPhones playing Doodle Jump the entire lunch. At this same lunch, I read a press release to the table that Valve had sent out talking about how they were spending $25 million marketing Left 4 Dead 2 and with that 300% figure. I have no then, memory of that. And Jeff was sitting right next to me when I said this at lunch. We got into the car after work. He's like, did you hear Left 4 Dead 2 spending $25 million <laughs> marketing the game? And that they've already done 300% the pre-orders of Left 4 Dead 1? I almost stopped the car and punched you him. You were very upset. This is nothing new. This is not new at but all. He's just... bitching. He, he was just bitching about us not being interactive or talking at lunch. <laughs> what incentive is there for me to talk if you don't fucking listen? <laughs> if it doesn't fucking stick? It's like talking to a rock. 30 <laughs> minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, he made a joke from a Red vs. Blue script <laughs> that he read yesterday. I have no memory of that. <laughs> <sighs> I think I probably only read my lines. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Listen, so Leopard Dead Two's pre-orders are doing well, and they're spending twenty-five million dollars. Which I think it. I think they said they spent ten million on Leopard Dead One. Yes, so I told you that a year ago, but I'm not going to hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't buy that. <laughs> See, Jeff, this is why you're not the staffer that I have secret sexual relations with in the upstairs bedroom <laughs> that's hidden here in our studio. What yeah. do you guys think about that? Oh, yeah, it's crazy, right? About Letterman and his big reveal. Oh, man, that's, that's crazy. I, I'll tell you who doesn't think it's crazy. Who? His wife. What? His who? wife. Uh, no, um, what's his name? Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski doesn't think it's crazy. Oh, shit, speaking of Roman Polanski, did you guys hear that the uh, God damn it. Swiss... What was that? <laughs> what what was that? that? Someone fell down. Control it down the was it the again? Swedish government refused uh, uh, his uh, parole? Swiss. Swiss. Sorry. Same fu- <laughs> same fucking country. Seriously. I, no, it's not even, they're not even close. Yeah, it's just because the SW thing. I did that with a guy who came to visit us from Switzerland. Oh, Stefan. I, I introduced everybody he met that weekend. I said, this is Stefan from Sweden. And he said, Switzerland. <laughs> Every single time. Uh, yeah, I, felt, I just felt so bad. I felt guy. bad about the guy because at one point I was, you know, got a chance to talk with him you know, one-on-one. And I was asking about Sweden. 
Because you told me he was from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's actually from Sweden. I felt like the biggest like American idiot dude, like, who has no idea what he's talking about. That was the nicest guy I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, he was a pretty cool dude. That guy was great. So, But Roman Polanski has to be very happy that this whole thing with Letterman is going down because it do, diverts so much he, attention. Does he know him. he's in prison in, in Switzerland? Does he know that this is going on? I'm sure his lawyers are talking to him, you know? You does, know he, does he think he might be in prison in Sweden? He might be. <laughs> yeah. I saw um, a headline a couple days ago after this whole Roman Polanski thing went down that looked like it was a headline right out of the onion. It was something like uh, Holly, no, Hollywood legend Woody Allen comes to the defense of Roman Polanski. I don't know. Right? <laughs> it, was like, it was like, come on, really? <laughs> like Woody Allen talking about how Roman Polanski should be let free. Yeah. And I, was yeah. like, I was like, really? I mean, you're doing more harm than good. You know, and a bunch of directors came out, or just people in Hollywood and writers came out and started, I don't know if they signed a petition, but there's, there's a, a list of people who say... We support Roman Polanski. We think he should be freed. And now, as a result of that, my wife read this. I can't go see any movies. Yeah, basically. absolutely. Some super respectable people too. Like fucking like. Well, I was going to say Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> she's super respectable. <laughs> but Scorsese's on that list too. It's like it's it's embarrassing. But it's it, pretty fucking embarrassing. I know that Kate Winslet's husband is on that list. I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't know either. Uh, he's a writer. And uh, now, now as a result of that, there's shrapnel on Kate Winslet, where my wife won't let me go see. Or she won't go to see Kate Winslet movies, which means I can't go see Kate Winslet movies. Well, right, because anybody that would sign that petition is a pedophile, right? I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but my wife is she's 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 definitely up in arms about it. So is he definitely guilty? It, he, he admitted to it. He admitted to so, it. So why are people he supporting was, that? He, he was, he why are people even coming to his Be, side? Because the the victim has since forgiven him. What does it mean? And shit. They, they say that. His artistic talent is so great that we should be able to overlook it. It's no. also, <laughs> it he's also well beyond the point, I think they're saying, that he would have been in jail. Yeah, but the he never paid the jail time. The point is, that's right. Yes. He fucking pled guilty he, and then ran. Well, didn't he also Didn't he also have a deal? And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Didn't he have a deal and then they were going to go back on the deal after he was convicted? That he went through and he was going to I, do some kind of community service and maybe some time... And then he did that, and then when they said, well, maybe we're not going to do that, after he did that, then he left oh, the country. Oh, did he actually do it? I, don't, I didn't think he'd actually ever done it. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I, I thought as soon as he got sentenced, he uh, yeah. took off. Mm -hmm. So do you think he should just be jailed for the rest of his life? Yeah, sure. And he was also in Rush Hour 3, which was a terrible movie, so... Well, there you go. <laughs> That's, they should have had time for that. <laughs> but it does, it does show the two different approaches that you can take to something like this. Now, they're not equivalent. Absolutely not, but you're right. But Letterman... Telling telling the audience about it, you hear it from him, and he fa basically he, now he's facing the music day one. He doesn't have to spend his whole life with this thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where if he'd paid this guy two million dollars and actually done that, the guy would constantly keep keep coming back. Yeah, that two million dollars well, wouldn't last long. It's also a little different. Letterman didn't do anything illegal. That's what I'm Polanski saying. Did, yeah. I'm saying it's, it's not equivalent, but it's just totally... the approach of you know owning up to your mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> You know someone's in trouble when Wikipedia prevents you from editing that page. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was a Bernie's fucking – that was a stand-up thing Letterman did. You, you know, I, I found out – The shitty thing he did, but he really – I mean, I found, he faced the music. I found out that about that cool. Letterman thing in a weird way. Stand-up's the right word, but um, – You know, I, a bunch of people a bunch of people I went to high school with, you know, request friendship with me on Facebook, and I normally approve it. And I have, like, this special list for news feeds from people that I don't really talk to but I went to high school with. And the day of the Letterman taping, I was looking at that news feed. And one of the dudes I went to high school with, whose name is Chris, uh, had an update that was like, I just landed in New York. Oh, my God, I can't believe uh, I'm, I'm watching a taping of the late show David Letterman. And then, like, an hour later, he had another Facebook update that was like, holy shit, you need to watch David Letterman tonight. It's, uh, he, he reveals a sex scandal. 
And I was like, so then that's how I found out my new, that's how I, that's how I knew to watch Letterman that night was because of uh, the status update there on a social network. Do you know who his guest was that night? It was, was Woody Harrelson, a, right? <laughs> Woody Harrelson and Kim Kardashian. See, I would wish I'd seen that. I wish I'd have seen Woody Harrelson come out after that and been yeah, like, so what's going on? I, I, I watched it and uh, like they, they start off, David Letterman uh, says, oh, I hear you got married recently. I always thought you were married. Uh, uh, how's that going? You know, oh, no, he says, I always thought you, you always struck me as a married type. I always thought you were married. Woody Harrelson looks at him and goes, I thought you were married too. <laughs> it's, 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 there's a, kind of an awkward moment or two. Wow, Woody, man, he opened up both barrels there. <laughs> Speaking of Woody Harrelson, he's been launched back into stardom because of this Zombieland movie. You that, think so? I, I think so. I think he's about the same level that Woody Harrelson's always been at. No, it, it seems like he's got a little bump going on. He's got some heat. I mean, this isn't like this isn't like an Oscar role or anything like this that. Set, what name the last movie Woody Harrelson was in before this? I guess if you're asking me that, I would say The People vs. Larry Flint. That's the yeah. first thing I think of. He was in a movie called The Grand. He did a lot of like straight to DVD, straight to video, like oh, no. indie films. I'd say the last movie he's in. He was in No Country for Old Men. Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he's definitely on the upswing then. Yeah, my uh, my wife was always a very big Woody Harrelson fan, so I've got a big chip on my shoulder when it comes to Woody Harrelson. Is that what it is? Yeah, is that why she likes him a lot? I'd like you should shave your head a little too much. She likes balding dudes, like older balding dudes. Now she likes younger guys. Now she's making the shift where she's starting to like like she she likes Zac Efron. Yeah, Zac Efron and uh, the dude from Twilight. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) So now you got to turn gay and shave your head. I guess so. I guess so. We were hanging out with your wife (laughs) the other day and you were talking to me about Sex Drive and you showed a clip. I hadn't seen it yet at that point. And your wife got mad at me that I found it funny. <laughs> she was she was actually upset with me that I thought the clip you showed me was funny. There was a <laughs> really figure it out. There was a really weird thing that happened the other day where somehow I ended up with Jason at your house when you guys weren't there and we were babysitting Millie. Somehow that somehow <laughs> I don't know how that happened where Jason and I were just hanging out on a Saturday night babysitting Millie it's at your true. house. And my wife came over to pick me up for dinner, and she walked in, and, and Jason and I were watching David Letterman's confession on YouTube, and he's funny, and we were laughing about it. My wife walked in, and she said, what are you laughing about? And I said, I'm laughing at this Letterman thing. She goes, oh, that's real funny. That's real <laughs> funny. Man, that kind of – Was she genuinely mad? Yeah, yeah. She, she, I, don't know if you've, I don't know if you've ever run into this before. Women take adultery much more seriously than guys <laughs> do. Much more seriously. They like – a lot of stories, fictional stories about vampires. adultery. Yeah, no, not about <laughs> vampires, but like all their stories are about adultery and people having affairs, you know, and things. And like my wife watches Mad Men, and all that stuff is on there, and it doesn't really bother her. But as soon as it happens in real life, watch out. It's not as though watch, guys are always to blame. Watch out is all I'm saying. Just watch out. Be careful. Bernie's before, not allowed to leave the house now. <laughs> before yeah. we move away from Letterman's, the subject, Letterman's out, off limits. Kate Winslet's awful. You're, you're pretty much down to Lifetime and, and we. <laughs> I could probably actually watch now a Roman Polanski movie before I could watch a Kate Winslet movie, <laughs> as weird as that is. What do you think of Zombieland? Um, I mean, I thought it was a zombie movie. Um, I thought – I didn't think it was nearly as good as Shaun of the Dead. And I'll just tell you this. My main problem with Zombieland is there's no zombies in it. There's no, if, if you're going to have a zombie apocalypse where six billion people suddenly turn into zombies – you're going to see some zombies. And it's not until the – and I don't want to ruin anything. It's not until like the last 15 minutes of that movie that there's a massive horde of zombies. Yeah. And most they ever run into is two, maybe three zombies. And they talk about themselves as the last humans. Right, that there's nobody else so left alive. In theory, there's six billion zombies somewhere. Right. They're just nowhere where these people go. This is not a spoiler, and if he does spoil, I promise we'll edit it out. 
But what is the scene before the last scene, the climactic scene? What is the scene that has the most amount of zombies in it? It's probably where they're, they're driving through. An urban downtown area. Yeah. And in an <laughs> urban maybe, downtown area. It's maybe ma- nine. <laughs> major metropolitan area. Yeah. There, there's not even that many. There's maybe six zombies in that scene. Really? And they all come from behind camera and it's like, there's just six. Yeah, maybe all the zombies were just like slightly <laughs> off camera. Everybody, everybody's talking about how great that movie is. I know. It's, it's so I was, I was it's play, funny. I was playing Every for, single person. I was playing Left 4 Dead last night and everyone I was playing with in pickup games was talking about it. I'm, it was not that good. I, well, I don't it have was any funny. That was some it. funny I'll moments. I'll see it on DVD, but, I guess. Uh, th- there's one thing that I hate about every zombie movie, though, is that characters will just make annoying, bullshit decisions, and it just makes me mad. Yeah. Every time it's like, yeah. why are you doing that, you dopey bitch? It is a comedy, but some of the stuff they do in this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they set up some of the characters as being very practical and understanding. You know, I like the whole zombie plan thing, because mm-hmm. we made that PSA. And there's kind of a character that's... His whole thing is that he's got zombie plans. And that keeps coming back in the movie, but I I would go see it. I mean, you know, it's it, it's a good movie. It's it's funny. There's parts of it that are funny, and I like yeah, zombies. That's some, some great moments. They did they did a lot of stuff really well. Yeah, there's a very funny like there's a very funny thing that happens probably a little over halfway through the movie. That's great. So oh, yeah, yeah. And I think everyone's kind of talking about that without really talking about it. I don't know if it's worth. Uh, I don't know if any movie's worth like the sixty dollars for the babysitter and that whole thing. <laughs> Go to go to for my just, wife just and I to go to the Buddy movie. and Jason. They'll be over. Yeah, that's true. For my wife and I to go to the movie. It's like a hundred dollars. Yeah, just <laughs> next time a talk show host has a major scandal, I'll <laughs> yeah, somehow end up in your house to get yelled at by my wife. Thank you for uh, babysitting my daughter. By you, no, he babysat Jason. Didn't he he? Jay, Jason who was babysitting my kid. I will was... tell you what, man. Jason, there is nobody you'll meet who's better with kids than Jason. Yeah, J- Dan, Jason, and Dan both. Yeah, I don't know, man. Jason, there's something about Jason and kids. Yep. I mean, he's so good with kids. He's just super laid back. He's like, hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> but uh, it, I, I, I had a really fun experience being at Jeff's house because after I went through the dressers a couple times, I got kind of bored, <laughs> and I was looking for something to do. Jeff does not have cable at his house. He, he Essentially, you don't have television. Yeah. You have monitors in mm-hmm. your house that Xboxes are plugged into, and that you have a Roku player, which I don't know why you have that anymore. Now that Netflix is on It has Xbox. Amazon. It has Amazon. Oh, it has Amazon, right. And MLB TV. Jeff has a dedicated... Netflix player essentially, yeah, uh, which were out before the the service hit the Xbox. So he has no TV, and so we, there's you have to get your television or your media some other way, and it was no problem. I mean, yeah. I went over there and I forgot I had had my password already set up for your network at your house. Mm-hmm. I sat down, I was watching essentially Letterman on demand, yeah, and Jason was streaming over the web. He was streaming the Oklahoma game versus Miami. Miami. Yeah, Miami yeah. won that game, and Miami won that game. Yep, yeah. that's shaping up to be a really weird season. By Very the way. bizarre season. Yeah. Uh oh. What? It's a sports section. In the I know. <laughs> University of Houston was having a really weird run there, but then they lost to UTEP, which I don't understand. They got they beat Texas Tech and then lost to UTEP. Who Texas beat? I think sixty-four to seven. The, yeah, the previous something like week. that. So, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I got rid of I got rid of essentially got rid of TV like a year and a half ago, and thanks to sites like Hulu and Xbox Live's net streaming Netflix, I, I didn't skip the beat. Hasn't mm-hmm. affected me at all. It, it is really. Somebody posted on Dig recently. They posted the um, AT and T commercials, which are. You will? Do you oh, remember the You I Will campaign? That. Yeah, I saw that. Did you watch them? Yeah. And how eerily accurate these things were. They ran in the, in the mid-90s, yeah, early 90s. Early, early to mid-90s. And it was all about, have you ever done this? Have you ever borrowed a book from a thousand miles away? You will. And it shows somebody like looking over a book on their computer screen. Fuck, I remember that. And almost all of them were accurate. Yeah. Of course, being AT&T... 
they had a little bit of centricity in that they had a phone booth with mm-hmm. a video phone in it, and that's and the one thing. Like, have you ever sent a fax from the beach? <laughs> it's like, yeah, email, <laughs> yeah, sure, but. Well, that's essentially a fax. Yeah. I mean, it's just a document. You yeah, know, have, right, you right. Ever, have you ever sent a document from the beach? And, and it shows a guy with a tablet, and, he's, and it's just obviously this mocked-up tablet. And he sends it from the beach and then goes off to go scallop or clam or whatever he's going to do. He went to go scallop or clam? Yeah. Did he go crab afterwards? <laughs> no. That's, called, that's a real thing. You never heard of going clamming? Yeah, it's Oh, wow. You, you can use that It's like a verb, that? yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can. Jesus. I clammed. That's that's retarded. <laughs> that sounds that sounds disgusting and stupid. <laughs> you, you, I think you only that's know that you if like you've seafood. ever lived up in the Northeast. Yeah, yeah. that's a northeastern thing. Um, yeah, but they, that was accurate. And then I saw this crazy thing. There's just two things that have come out in Photoshop recently that have just blown my mind, which are the contextual scaling. Have you seen that? No. Actually, there's a lot of stuff with photos that's going to drive me crazy. It's like imagine a landscape where there's a mountain on the right side and then a big blue expanse of sky and then a, and then a house on the right side. Okay. Okay. Contextual scaling is if you take the bottom right and you drag it, it just removes all the non-pertinent data. Oh, yeah. I've seen that From before. the photo. So you're scaling. You'll have to post a video there, of this. There, there were some commercials. I think there were Lexus commercials like this that came out or Toyota commercials that came out about six months ago with this. So instead of shrinking everything uniformly – it just gets rid of more of the sky in the middle. So you keep the house and you keep the thing and it just moves them closer together. Oh, whoa. Really? It's very bizarre. Then I saw another thing where they were taking images uploaded to Flickr and they were reconstructing buildings in 3D. And just using everybody's angles from, say, the, the cathedral at Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they were just rebuilding it on video. the fly. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's that stuff's pretty cool. Now I, I've, I've shown you that before. I think that was uh, that was an offshoot of Sea Dragon when that first started. Yeah, this is all older stuff, yeah. and the contextual scaling is too. I saw this thing just this morning, where they have software where you take a blank white frame and you say you draw with your mouth, you draw a dude, and you say you draw a little man, and then you write next to the man, you write groom, and then you write draw a little cat, and you write leopard, and then you say desert. It goes out on the web, and it makes a montage. It makes a Photoshop from your sketch of a groom in the desert with a leopard. Well, that's, that's from real nuts. photos. And it looks – I mean, this is obviously a, a, a demo that they mocked up yeah. themselves. It's frightening, absolutely frightening how good these things look. Really? Yeah, it's like scribble knots on the internet with the reality. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I remember that one that you were talking about where it compiles all the pictures of the buildings. It was like showing all the individual pictures, and one of them it took a picture of – like some dude standing next to a poster of that building. Yeah, he, had, and he it, was standing in front of a poster of the Notre Dame Cathedral. Yeah, and it just it bunged that in because I guess it recognized it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, and then they could reconstruct it. You could move through it like in a 3D space based on all these photos that it had in what, its, what in is its the database. Most, what's the most photographed thing on Earth? Uh, Paris Hilton? <laughs> <laughs> the most photographed thing on Earth would probably be the sky. Hello. That's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like the question, what's the biggest organ in your body? Skin. Yeah, right. The dong. But that's not in my... <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't count, but it doesn't really count, right? Why, why doesn't skin count? Uh, it's just kind of a... It's one of those, like, trivia trick questions. I mean, how can you see what's the most photographed thing of all time? Surely you could tell by the number of photos that were taken of it on the internet. Yeah, I'd say the sky, then. <laughs> it's, in all the, it's in all the fucking photos outdoors. <laughs> there you go. Electrons. That's the, <laughs> Gus and I got this. Uh, Gus and I went through and read on YouTube. What was the oh thing? my god? <laughs> it was a response. Oh my god! Last week we talked about the Bel Air that crashed with the Malibu. Yeah, I hope you guys saw that because that was an incredible video. What, what are you talking about? Uh, we, the, oh yeah, the slow mo. Yeah, you weren't in the podcast, but you saw the video. Yeah, I saw it. And we read a YouTube comment 
where a guy said, it's an unfair test because – I'm going to try to quote this guy. because yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if you can quote this guy. <laughs> I don't want to misquote him and misrepresent his you know stupidity. <laughs> his amazing grasp of science. He said, we all know that over time – all materials lose electrons, which makes them which makes them weaker. So the Bel Air would have lost more electrons since it's fifty years old. Therefore, it would have been a weaker. Therefore, not a fair test. Wow, they, they should have built a new nineteen fifty nine Bel Air using, because using materials they would have had at that time. Right, because they want it doesn't have electron loss. <laughs> Duh. You know, through normal static, things, <laughs> just lose electrons over time. Fuck, fucking idiot. We're all just shedding electrons. <laughs> all day long. Yep, just tons of radiation everywhere. And not getting them back. <laughs> so That's why as you get older, you get you get lighter. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Everyone knows that. It's why you get a more positive outlook on life. <laughs> you, have less, you have less electrons. Less negativity in your body. It was amazing where all the shit ended up in that car, though. I remember talking to a guy on set once. He was a, he was a stunt driver, and he's crashed a lot of cars. And one of the first crashes he did, he... He like he like the airbags went off and apparently like you get a lot of heat from airbags. It burnt his hands. He was like, oh, it burnt all my arms. And then he looked down. He's like, shit, did I piss myself? And it turned out that the the headlight fluid container somehow made it into the car onto his lap. The headlight fluid container, really? <laughs> yeah. And leaked on him. That's amazing. I can't believe it went all the way from the headlight fluid <laughs> container went from all the way into the hood into did his you lap. Just say headlight <laughs> fluid. Did you just say headlight fluid? What are you talking about? That's, there's no such thing. Headlight fluid is. Do you really think there's headlight fluid? <laughs> how is how is that even possible that you think that? Yeah, I mean, oh, really? the lights are dim. Better put some more fluid in there. <laughs> Gotta top off the headlights. <laughs> You're a fucking moron. I've been watching way too much Red vs. Blue. No, I mean, no, I mean the, no, uh, the wiper no. juice. What was that stuff the called? Wiper juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is this is the dumbest moment in the history of our company. I'm so right, glad right, we I'm okay, so glad we're recording this. Oh man. Oh god. See, in previous podcasts, I always get made. I always get made out to be stupid because someone will tell a story stupid. Okay, I, I admit that was the fucking dumbest thing I've ever said. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> oh, is, is it? It's metric f- headlight fluid. Is that? What it's, you mean? it's a good job. I'm going home. I'm actually. I'm going to get a flight today. <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> oh. I kept waiting for you to make sense. <laughs> I, I thought, why is everyone just quietly looking at me like I'm insane? <laughs> I was trying so desperately not to laugh because I wanted you to finish. I wanted you to finish. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It's your fucking show that's got that stuck in my head. Oh, my face hurts from you, laughing. Now you know, you know. Oh my god. And he got his elbow grease all over the seat. The, hel- the headlight fluid joke is actually not something that we. Made up. No, I know. It's one of those things like sky hooks and all that. <laughs> yeah, and a box of curveballs. Flight line. I'm well aware. Okay, fuck you guys. <laughs> you're well aware. I just said. <laughs> obviously, you know what? Obviously, obviously you don't you get not. to use the expression, I'm well aware anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's off limits you. Lost, you've lost Oh my that. god, I can't believe oh. You've lost your life. So what it was. Do? It, it, <laughs> 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 so. So now you're going to backpedal and say it was windshield wiper fluid. You don't think maybe the guy was fucking with you? No, 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 no. Did he tell you headlight fluid? He definitely didn't say headlight fluid. Thank God he he wasn't allergic to headlight fluid. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> oh god. Man, I don't. Oh, I need to take a breather. Oh yeah, man. God. Jesus. Man alive. That was fucking funny. <laughs> Good lord, Gavin. Good lord. I don't know where we can go from there. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what I, you're I'm, talking about. I'm tempted to just end the podcast now. I mean, Jesus Christ, Good Gavin. Lord. Oh. I'm going to try to use that Photoshop thing and draw a sketch of headlight fluid. Way to go out with, with a bang, Gavin. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're really sorry. We're going to miss Man, you. Man, I, I used to be a very equal member of this podcast, you know. Then it, then Angry Gus died, and now I just became like and now you're talking about now you're talking about, about headlight fluid. fluid. Now real Gavin came out. Fuck. All right, let's give Gavin a chance to redeem himself. We'll talk about Woo. something Gavin and I found, and we were talking about while while we were in Seattle. I'm gonna read you this story real quick. I'll read you the opening to it. This is woman dies at 99 years of age, leaves behind 1,400 descendants. Man, that, that girl, that woman liked to fuck. <laughs> no, Man, she got it on. Was she hot? She had 12 kids, and her 12 kids had an average of 12 kids. Wow. And she may be the most successful woman on the planet. In terms of what a female has to do. Wait, know, wait, wait. How, how, how many kingdom? descendants did she leave? 1,400. Because if 12 kids have 12 kids, that's 144. Uh, she, you know, like this, how it starts. Krzyzewski, I apologize to this dead woman if I pronounce your name incorrectly, Got married to her cousin just before turning 19. The couple, nice. the couple brought seven sons and four daughters into the world. That's 11. Uh, she brought up her children to see that her children as a great joy. Her children subsequently adopted her outlook and produced 150 children of their own. So those 11 kids had 150 children. So okay. More than she even had. These 150 children continued the commitment to be fruitful and multiply and themselves had no less than 1,000 children. That's a... Where do you have... So by the... She had 1,400 direct descendants. So they have to have So their... then the 150 had like seven each. Yeah. Not... They're kind of scaling back. Right. So she's a... Uh, and she's from the Pacific Northwest, she said? Pacific Northwest? Oh, no. I guess you guys were you guys were in Seattle when you Oh, we were in Seattle story. when we talked about it. She was uh, a Jerusalemite. So she's from Jerusalem, I assume. That's... Jerusalemite? Is that what they are? One of Jerusalem... Jeru... I can't even say it. Jerusalemite. Dude. Rachel Tregefti's grandchildren says with pride, Grandma knew all of her descendants. That sounds very... That must... Derogatory. Christmas must fucking suck for that one. No, they do Secret Santa for sure. They don't think they celebrate they're, Christmas. They're from Jer Jerusalem. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> hey, Grandma, for Christmas, I got a box of headlight fluid. <laughs> I got a dreidel for Christmas. Oh, I'm it's like sorry. the stupidest podcast ever. Ha Hanukkah must suck for them. Well, they have 12 days of Christmas, right? Yes, they have 12 days of Christmas. That's how you celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah. You have 12 yeah. days of Christmas. They get 12 exactly. days of presents and Santa shit. Claus is very tired. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's anything intelligent between Alabama and Britain. Is there anywhere? Isn't that true, though? Don't... In... in uh... Yes, but they'll call it 12 days of Christmas. Oh, well, 12, they call it Hanukkah. 12 days of days. Hanukkah. It's 8 days, eight days, eight days of Hanukkah. <laughs> sure. I think actually, remember the Adam Sandler movie, Eight Crazy Nights? I, I, I think technically it's actually Eight Nights is what they say. Yeah. So. Anyway, it's a lot of fucking presents. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but in the animal kingdom, that is pretty much the function of a, of a female, right? Just to produce. and Just to produce. That's Ooh. all females do. I, I would say an evo I, I'm going to try to interpret what he's saying here. Yeah. Say, save, save him from having to go home and from see my wife. From a Darwinian tonight. perspective, just speaking on an evolutionary scale, she, that woman is a success. She sure. has more descendants, not just women, anybody. That's, you know. Yeah, it applies to anything. Anything, yeah. Like, if, if you know, the guy, actually, the guy who has 10 kids out of wedlock, that guy is actually successful. Yeah, that's the yeah. most. He, he's a, he, he has d spread his genes across, the, the, like, a wide gene pool. Exactly right. And so, you know, you don't normally think of a guy who's got 10 illegitimate children as being a success story, but actually, from a 
biological. Yeah, I was just speaking he's, from he's, like an animal. He's hedged his bets yeah. on a, on a few different horses. <laughs> so yeah, fourteen hundred direct descendants. I mean, that's just crazy. That's crazy. I mean, where do they have the funeral? Do they have to like rent a stadium? Yeah, it's well, like the Superdome. <laughs> well, I mean, you can just. I mean, let's apply some math here. Imagine if every single person on the planet, within, I'm gonna call it sixty years, seventy years, if they turned into fourteen hundred people. I mean, we'd have fourteen hundred times six billion in just sixty years. That's a frightening. That's a frightening idea. It's fucked up. People shouldn't have that many kids. What we're seeing though, I think. Uh, I'd be interested to see the most successful out of that out of those fourteen hundred people and the least successful person out of those fourteen hundred people. Like one of them's a serial killer, right? How would you even rate it? Yeah, and then would, the other one would be like a multi billionaire. I could rate it. You could be a serial Fuck killer it. where you just kill your cousins and you probably <laughs> you'd never get done. But then you wouldn't have anyone to marry. God, what apparently not. Right? Right. I mean, come on. That's a good point. Jesus. So is that? I mean, is that that's okay? You can marry your cousin. I mean, genetically, that's okay. What are you asking me for? <laughs> Sorry, my eyes just naturally gravitated <laughs> towards you. I mean, is it, can you do that? Um, yes, I, I, you? I, I don't think that's good. I think, I mean, I think your chances are okay of everything working out okay, but you do have a heightened chance of uh, of problems with genetic defects. I read a while back that it's mostly, mostly actually uh, misinformation and social, mm-hmm. social stigma. That yeah, there's for the, really for, not that much danger to it. For the most part, you're safe, but it's still slightly more dangerous yep. than a non-cousin. Interesting. Which is a shame because I don't have any good-looking cousins. <laughs> Not a looker among them. Uh, most of my cousins are dudes. We have 12 people in my generation with all the cousins, and 11 of them are guys. Mm. We I, have a lot of guys in my family. Any of them good-looking? The guys? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> I, have I, mean, about, I have about 100 cousins. You have 100 cousins? Yep. Like first cousins. Yep. Really? My, my mother has 10 brothers and sisters, and my dad has four. Four, yeah. See, I think that's what we see in this country more often is that we have bigger above us. Does mm-hmm, that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do any of those ten brothers and sisters of your mother, do any of them have a family of ten people? No, but they give it a good try. They have, they'll have families like eight, nine. Yeah, but diminishing. Yeah. I mean, this lady, well, mean, this is the, some it, of her kids outpaced her. You find this is very typical in developed countries where as time goes on, they have a shrinking population. Which is a big problem in countries like Japan now. It is. Where that country's not going to exist in 200 years unless they start fucking soon. <laughs> yeah, they have... Uh, does, I wonder, is Japan big for immigration? Do people immigrate to Japan typically? I don't think so. That's really? A, that's a very xenophobic country. Yeah, really? Yeah. So they have tough immigration laws? Uh, yeah, I don't know what their immigration laws like, but not xenoph- a very welcoming place. How'd you learn the word xenophobic? Uh, I learned it from the video game, xenophobic. From xenophobic. That's where I learned it, too. <laughs> yeah. I called it xenophobe, and my dad corrected me. <laughs> oh, really? I, I love xenophobe. Uh, I think I used to play it in the arcade a lot. It was it was weird because it was I don't know if I've seen another game like that where you have like four players working together co op, and it's just like one CRT that's like divided into sections. I want to say there's another game, but I can't remember what it was now. It was like these big slivers. Right. It was like yeah, like a quarter of the screen, you know, slivered. It was out a for split you. screen video game. Yeah. And but that's... It, yeah, I, I was all on one screen. It was weird. Yeah, it was instead but, of cutting it like you know in Halo where you have like quadrants, it's uh-huh. just like you know long strips. You know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to describe it to yeah, it was it was, it was, it. It was still You're split right. screen, but mm-hmm. it was you know split vertically, um, and they, they never went to quadrant or yeah vertically. Yeah, they said long horizontal stripes, which right. you had because you were in hallways, right? And it was a side kind of a side view thing, and then you could end up on each other's in the same section of hallway, right? As other people, so. Yeah, it's a, Have you ever seen this game, Gav? No, I'm fucking confused, though. I, re- I thought I knew how the thing was split, and then Bernie said some uh, stuff, and I'm I'll really put, I'll put it. Again. I'll put it in the link dump. It's really, it was really interesting. Okay. I don't know if that means I explained it properly. Or not. <laughs> yeah, he, he explained it really well. If it confused right. Gavin. 
Yes, sexlessness in Japan is sparking population crisis. They uh, they have government incentives for people to have children now, and like a lot of big companies are increasing uh, like maternity and paternity leave and giving people bonuses if they go out and have kids. Man, less kids seems like not a problem. No, know? because the problem is that their pension and retirement fund is shrinking because there's less people in the workforce and people are getting older. So huh. like it, it's really fucking wow. up the financial system. I don't know if Japan is, has this, the, the problems we've had in the past, though, but we've got that in America, too, where you know the baby boomers are such a huge generation, and they're going to weigh down. If we still had pensions, very few people have pensions anymore. They all have 401ks, which are gone now, too. But um, it seems like, there, yeah, there's less people beneath them, but people are living longer so we just need to move up the retirement age right. so that there's you know more generations beneath them that are earning wages and to take care of that yeah i guess we should i you know i just it, it bothers the hell out of me to know that we're heading into stuff like this where you know it's going to be a major crisis for us just like we all knew the housing thing was going to be a major crisis and we didn't do anything yep. and it, here it comes and what are we going to do about it what did people what was the main response from your thread about how to improve the drunk tank did people like the long ones or the short ones there were a lot of suggestions People seem to like you getting mad at me. Yeah, people like me getting mad. People seemed okay with the length, but as far as suggestions for improvements, a lot of people suggested contradictory things. Like, I'll give you an example. One person said that we should have like set segments, like have a, a segment dedicated to gaming, a, set, a section dedicated to films, a section dedicated to you know our website, but we should keep it all totally spontaneous. Right. <laughs> it's like I think, well, we, I think we kind of do that anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's like, how do you keep it spontaneous, but then, you know, make it more rigid at the same time and then force it? I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. You just described my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of rigid things. <laughs> oh, not exactly. Oh, here's a great one. Here's a great one. I like to read stuff from the news as well. And I've, been, I've had this one bookmarked for two weeks waiting for Gavin to come back. A recent study uh, determined that women were to rate their lovers from all different nationalities. And they de they determined that... German men are the worst lovers in the world because women, very efficient. Women says women say they are too smelly. Hmm. I don't know why they specifically said that. So they, the old, old Germans are stinky, and they they were voted the world's worst lovers. And would anyone care to guess who the second worst lovers in the world were? The British. Brits. Come on, UK British men for being too lazy. In that. <laughs> so, Gavin, would you like to respond to your second place ranking? Nope. I have nothing place to say on the, the subject. He can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to... Too lazy to talk about this. Who, who was... Who, what was ranked uh, number one? Germans were. Germans. No, oh, no, you mean, oh, oh, you mean best? I don't think they ranked that. No. Oh. I think Spanish men, actually. I think Spanish men were... I, like, I like to also point out that I'm not actually English, and I'm more Italian, so... Your accent could have fooled me. Where have you lived your whole life? Italian men ranked third highest. So you are second lowest and third highest. Fuck yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> I kind guess of that, the middle, I guess. Yeah, that averages Which out somewhere in the middle. Which is pretty much how I live my life. How do American dudes rank? Let's see. This is actually from a British source, so I don't think they saw the need to go out of their way to mention the U.S. ranking. They didn't want to put the colonies in there? No, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. They don't recognize us. Maybe they included us in British because they haven't recognized that we've broken away yet. Like people in the comments were asking, how do the Americans do? How do the Americans do? So, you want to know how the Americans did? Try one. Find out, <laughs> find out for yourself. The uh, yeah, but that's uh, I mean, how do you? 
who are the women who are going around sleeping with all the men on the planet? Uh, <laughs> they sound like hot sluts. Oh, <laughs> we know one who uh, had fucking twelve kids. Yeah, 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 right. I think she stayed, you know, to her village for for her lovers, though. I don't literally she... her village. Yeah, quite literally. Like she's walked, <laughs> walked across the house. She, she asked her cousin somebody. what he was doing. Didn't Griffin make out with some English dudes and say that they were the worst kisses that she'd ever? Yeah. Griffin's made out with a lot of nationalities. <laughs> and and go, we, according to her, British men are the by far the worst. Wow. Worst, worst maker-outers? Just like in, in general with sexy type stuff. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. She says they're very disappointing. Disappointing? Mm. Like universally in every, every wow. avenue. Wow. You hearing this? Yeah. I'm hearing it. Why do you suppose that is? I don't know. I can tell you. Hmm. I don't know. This. You want to try out? I'd like to think she's not an expert, but <laughs> <laughs> she probably is. <laughs> So we, we found this really weird thing. It's not going to be ap- applicable to anybody else who's listening to this podcast, but I thought you guys would find it interesting. Okay. Um, there's a new service that is – and this is not a paid plug, but I found it interesting. There's a new service in San Antonio, Dallas, and Austin, which is close to where we live. Mm, I've heard of those places. And it's called whiteglove.com, and you pay a monthly subscription fee to it. It's a healthcare service, and then a nurse practitioner or a doctor will come to your house – for $35 a visit. And they will do blood work, I assume for an extra cost, and they will just do tests for strep and flu, and they will actually bring you medications and stuff like Gatorade and crackers and things when you're sick. <laughs> That's so great. You don't, so you don't have to get up and go to the doctor. That's great. That's really so, cool. So it's like a house call service. So it's Anytime $35 you, a call, but then you have to pay like a monthly fee or I think something it's $80 else? a month, which mm. would be about $1,000 a year. For a family, for an individual, it's only 35 bucks a month. So if you were at home and you were too lazy to go get crackers and Gatorade, you could just call a doctor and pretend to be dehydrated? <laughs> I guess you could for 35 bucks if you really wanted to do that. You know, <laughs> you could probably also call like Peapot or whatever. Depends on how lazy you are. Like Gavin over there, for instance. Hey. <laughs> Fatigue is a real symptom. <laughs> you don't know. You, you mentioned Peapod. I saw something weird. Have, and, and this is—I don't know anything about this. I'm asking you guys if you know anything. When we were up in Seattle for PAX, one of you—you were in the car with me, I think. I was always we, in the car. We saw yeah. that van that said Amazon Fresh. Yeah, that was me. Do you know what is that? It, it looked, it, it like, looked a, like a produce truck. Yeah, it had the Amazon logo, like Amazon. It's fresh and green. Really? Yeah. Don't know. It sounds like a grocery I, I, yeah, delivery. I wonder service. if they're doing grocery delivery up in Seattle. That would make sense. That's where you'd want to do it, probably. Hmm. I should look mm. into that. That's. Am I crazy? Why hasn't that taken off? I, I used it once, like, eight years ago in Austin. They all fail. And, uh, yeah, that one was gone well, a couple months ago. Yeah, you mentioned it. Peapod. I think I used that in Houston when I lived there back in 97 or whatever. What is that? Just food delivery, like grocery yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah. It's pretty big in the UK. People use it all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, like Waitrose delivering Tesco Direct, whatever it's called. I big. saw a soccer team that had Waitrose on it. I didn't know your. Th- I thought it was some independent little grocery store you worked for. No, no, big chain. It's, it's the upper class supermarkets of it, the UK. It's, it's like, like Whole your, Foods. You like Whole Foods, yeah? I guess so. Well, I don't know if Whole Foods is considered upper class, but more like <laughs> expensive, <laughs> expensive <laughs> class. Is this organic? Let's go to Whole Foods for lunch. Do you guys Dude, buy? I like to, do you guys buy organic stuff? Yeah, I do. Nope, mine's all chemical. I yeah. don't eat it if it doesn't come out of a tube. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care one way or another. You ate a tin of chicken the other day. It was good. It looked, it looked and smelled like. Oh cat god, food. that smelled so, so fucking bad. disgusting. Fucking good. I had it. I was like, you, you gave me it to try. I was like, it looks gross. Of course, it was and I was good. Like, it was genetically engineered. You to be opened good. it, and I thought you had actually opened a can of food to feed the cat. Yeah. I did well, too. the cat, the cat for sure did wake yeah. up and start like sniffing <laughs> around me while I was eating it. It's good. 
And Joe's oh. the laziest cat. Ever. It's just it's it's, it's, a quick, it's a quick little lunch. It's, it's, it's chicken breast. It's not anything. You're looking at me weird. It's chicken. I'm not looking at you weird. Canning is like the oldest technology on earth. I'm not it's, looking it's, at you weird at it's all. It's not the some bizarre. Thing. It smelled fucking disgusting. It's, I did smell disgusting. It's delicious. You eat vegetables out of a can sometimes, don't you? Me? Don't yeah. smell like no. that. I don't ever eat vegetables out of a can. Why would I do that? You don't. You don't eat, can, you don't eat canned no. food. I eat canned vegetables. I don't. I eat frozen vegetables. You eat coke mm. out of a can. Oh my god. Yeah. Thanks, oh dude. That's you, awesome. Your favorite brand of headlight fluid comes in the can, <laughs> doesn't it? Also true. Hey, 60 Minutes did a piece on racism in America, and essentially what they did was they dressed a woman up in traditional Middle Eastern clothes. Sure. Like, like, like what, are you ta- what are you talking it's about? It's not a burqa. Not, okay. Not a burqa, but she was wearing a, just a headscarf. I don't know exactly what you call okay. that garment. No, I was just wondering if like, they'd gone like, all the way to burqa. Or... No, just okay. she was wearing just a, a headscarf. And she was at a counter, and then another paid actor behind the counter refused her service, kind of ridiculously. Like said, "Hey, I don't, I gotta protect my customers. You get out of here. I can't serve you while you're wearing that." You know, she, you know. And so the reason why they did this is was to see everyone else's reaction in the store. Sure. And some people were, you know, like, "Right on, buddy." You know, I'm glad to hear somebody saying stuff like that. And that was the first oh. couple that they showed. I hope they showed those people's faces. They did. Well, they they did the first guy, and who actually appeared on camera and was talking to them and saying, "Yeah, I got no problem with it. He can serve whoever he wants to, or not serve whoever he wants to." I'm proud for him for standing up for what he believes in. And then another guy who was crazy, and he just got in a car and they blurred his face because they didn't get a release from him or whatever, or an implied release, I guess. But then there was a bunch of people, as, and it, you could draw the line. And I noticed, I thought, wow, some of these people are super rural. And some of these people are, are business level, and some of them look like just like kind of people we see around here in Austin, like the younger people who look like they go to college. Mm-hmm. And it was a really weird, diverse mix of people. And I thought, wow, this is actually really representative of where we are in Austin. It was done at the check stop up in West Texas. No way. Yeah. And this is for reference. This is halfway between Austin and Dallas. When we drive up there, there's a little bakery called the check stop, but spelled like Czechoslovakia because there was a lot of immigrants that ended up there. And – um they did it in one of those bakeries. Yeah, I think we've talked about the check stop in journals uh, before on the website. Awesome kolaches. Awesome kolaches. I think yeah. they, they closed the grill down, though, didn't <sighs> yeah. they? They the best ham and cheese they sandwich in the have, world. They yeah, did. It was, it's it's awesome. Yeah, but I thought it was really weird because if you want to see what it's like to actually live where we live, you can watch this video because there's some older people that are definitely – you can tell like the locals from West Texas who are more rural. Mm-hmm. And then there's like – you can tell there's a guy from Dallas wearing a button-down who's on his way back through. And then there's just a bunch of people from Austin, like young girls. And there's this dude who looks a lot like Dan going. He goes, fuck you. Fuck you, buddy, to the guy behind the counter. He goes, I'm <laughs> out of here. He flips the guy off and he goes, fuck you. You're not going to serve her. I'm getting out of here. And I thought, that looks just like Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's know? awesome. Now, that's what Dan would do too. Yeah, absolutely. Dan would probably dump over the guy's counter. Well, I know. But I thought it was interesting. That is so, interesting. Yeah. I wonder why they chose, like, if there was a reason why they chose the check stop and, or that location. They have, like, a real-world woman who said she experiences racism every day, and she was going to college in Texas is what okay. they said. So they must have been down there to interview her, and then they just set up a place that was hmm. – I mean, you could West Texas, this is in the middle of nowhere, essentially. Yeah. It's a little bit north of Waco, mm-hmm. you know, which is not exactly, you know – it's not exactly the breadbasket of America, <sighs> Waco, Waco, Texas. Man. No, you know, and um, so they set it up there. I'm sure they, you know, they're TV producers. They're gonna, yeah. they want to get a good sampling sure. of different reactions. You know, they're not going to do that in downtown, you know, Manhattan and hope to get a reaction. Be like, right on, buddy. You know, yeah. they're not going to get that. So uh, I almost went to college in Waco. Did you? You're going to yeah, go to Baylor. I almost went to Baylor. <laughs> Did you really? Wow. That's the. Uh, uh, at least it was when I was in the army. I was stationed in Fort Hood, and I had a friend who 
was dating a girl from Waco, and she was a counselor. And according to her, uh, she counsels college students. Baylor was the anorexia bulimia capital of the United States. Really? Wow. Yeah. Do you know why? Maybe I should have gone. <laughs> do you know why religious cults end up in Waco? Why? It is. The, I feel like it's a joke. No, it is the only <laughs> city in the Western Hemisphere on the same longitude. Is it latitude or longitude? It goes across. Latitude. Latitude. Latitude as Jerusalem that has a river running through it. Huh. Are you playing Doodle Jump? Maybe. During the podcast? Come on. I was trying to beat your score. You fucking asshole. I'm listening. It's, that, it's one of those things where you can you can play mindlessly. That's really interesting, Murray. I'm going to have to fact check that. But that's yeah. what I was told. That's why a lot of people end up, a lot of religious it's, people end up there, because it's considered to be... That's bizarre. Jerusalem of the Western Hemisphere. Man, it is like a... It's like a mini Utah there, too. Like, every single person in Waco is blonde. It's weird. At least around the college. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, I went on a tour there, and they... Uh, it was... It's, 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 it's an interesting place. Yeah. Interesting place. There were... Like, I used to try to go there and pick up girls, you know, because I was nineteen twenty and single, and I was about 40 minutes away from Waco. It was closer to go to Waco than go to Austin. I have never had less success in my life. <laughs> I am not the kind of guy those ladies are looking for. I believe it. You're not yeah. the kind of guy any lady's looking for. It's true. Jeff, you also get hit on by a bunch of guys, too. You got hit on to. by a guy at Waco, didn't I you? I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was the first time it ever happened to me. At a Denny's, a guy offered me $1,000 to have sex with him and his buddy. How, did how, he, how was it? Well, what did you, you spend the money on? <laughs> <laughs> I, my, I needed new tires on my truck. <laughs> I was very flattered, you know? So how did he present that to you? Uh, he, uh, God, it's a long time ago, but he... um. He uh, he was just like he was kind of a, like an effeminate dude, and uh, he was really friendly. And I actually found Waco to be a very unfriendly place, you know, because I was just like gruff, disgusting punk kid, and I just got a lot of dirty looks and stuff. And uh, he just came up and started talking to me. He was a waiter, and so I was talking to him. And then he got into this whole thing about how people think he's gay and he gets like a lot of discrimination in Waco, but he's not. What do you he think just about is that? really yeah. And he's like, "What do you think about this? Isn't that crazy?" And I could totally tell the guy was you know fishing, fishing, yeah. And uh, but he was really nice. And then at some point he asked for my phone number, and I gave him my phone number. I was like, yeah, why not? He seems like a nice guy. And uh, and then by the end he was like, the other day, dude, check this. This is crazy. The other day somebody uh, somebody came in here and offered me a thousand dollars to have sex with with uh, him and another dude. That's crazy, right? And I was like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. He was like, would you ever do something like that? <laughs> and I go, whatever, do something like what? And he goes, have sex with me and another man. Would you ever do something like that? <laughs> and I was like, is this a? He was like a thousand dollars, and I was like. Um, I guess not, but I really appreciate the offer. Thank you. <laughs> God. And then, uh, you also... <laughs> it was the longest experience at Denny's I'd ever had. How was the Grand Slam? <laughs> was it good? It tasted like cock. <laughs> good Lord. You asked me yesterday if, if I would have sex with Dotcom and Grizz from 30 Rock, if it meant I got to have sex with Suri afterwards. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> and you said yes? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. It's hard to say no to that. All right, is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap it up here? I, I think You know, so. this fact might be right. I'm looking at my little uh, Google Maps here, looking at Israel and looking at Waco, and it's right there. That's interesting. It's on the same latitude. So the only place on the planet that's on the same latitude that has a river running through it. City. City. From what I City. Okay, from what I understand. That's what I was told, and this was around the time that David Koresh was okay. wackadoo, going crazy and doing stuff. All right. Well, I guess on that note, we'll wrap it up. (laughs) We're going to end on David Koresh, huh? What a bizarre podcast this is. Yeah, we've been all over the place, but I feel like we've all grown a bit and learned, and I'm (laughs) I'm glad we were able to share the experience. I didn't even get to bring up Gary Condon. I was going to bring up Gary Condon with the whole discussion of Roman Polanski and David Letterman. Gavin, do you know who David Condon is? I don't. Do you know? Anybody remember what Gary Condon was in trouble for? No. Gary Condit was 
you know Chandra Levy? Remember that name? Oh yeah, Chandra Levy. Yeah, yeah. He had an aide. He was a congressman. He had an aide who apparently he had an affair with, and she died, and she went missing. She went missing. She was presumed dead, and uh, they, ended, they did end up finding her remains in a park in Washington D.C. He was the primary suspect for a congressman. Was accused essentially of killing his aide and having an affair with her. Well, first having oh the other way around though. Uh, yeah, having the affair and then killing her. And uh, it was this huge deal. It was all anybody could talk about. And then that was, I think, that was around September 9th, 2001. Oh, wow. Uh, and then the, the September 11th incident happened, and you never heard about Gary. He stayed in office. Really? He was voted out in 2003. He didn't do it. <laughs> no, he didn't do it. They, they, well, they, they're not. W- within the past year, they've started realizing that uh, it wasn't him, that someone else confessed to it in jail. Huh. Well, he confessed to killing other people in the park. So now he's the pro- that guy's the primary suspect. Right. But it, I would so never so go to a just, park in America. People just didn't pay attention to that. It literally went away. Like all, it was it was front page everywhere. And as soon as nine eleven happened, crazy. you never heard about Gary Condon. Well, again. Wasn't oh, dude, he was never accused either. He was never actually accused here's of the a, crime. Here's a more recent example of that. Fair Fawcett died. Yeah, and then MJ. And then MJ died like three hours later. Well, she like, doesn't get to live. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but no, it's like nobody remembers that now. But that, that, that was probably a shitload of stuff that happened two weeks after nine eleven that nobody knows about. Yeah. But that, wasn't there an explosion in France that killed a lot of people? There was the a plane time? crash in New York. Yeah, like another, a month afterwards. Another yeah. plane crashed in Queens, uh, like, like into two, an apartment building. It was a month after nine eleven. Nobody ever talks about that. Yeah, nobody. That's like the last major airline disaster in the U.S. Is that airline crashing? There really hasn't been anything major. Mm-hmm. That dude Schnellenberger, whatever his name was, he saved us from our big streak we had going. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Of of no major, I mean, some commuter planes go down and stuff like that, but a major airline hasn't crashed now. I'm getting on a plane. Why the fuck am I talking about this? Okay, a week that, before I get that's on a plane. why. All right, I'm done. Airdisaster.com. All, right. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> thanks for letting me be on the potty all these times. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I think we'll this miss is my tenth uh, or eleventh appearance. Do yeah. uh, you count? Maybe. Bye, Gavin. Yeah, bye. Get the fuck out of our country. Bye, bye Gavin. All right, thanks See for listening. Soon.